It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app, also streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. We start the show every victory or misery Monday, in this case, a misery Monday, with first and 10, first segment, 10 observations. Uh, and we pick up with number three. Uh, yesterday, yet another example of just the lack of cohesiveness in a roster built by Ron Rivera especially on the offensive side of the ball. They bring in Scott Turner with Ron back in 2020, and they're like, we have this big-arm quarterback. This McLaren kid seems pretty good. Like, we're going to be a big down-the-field passing team. And then, obviously, they they transition from Dwayne Haskins through whatever else they went through that year, eventually to Alex Smith. And then they're like, we got to run the football more. And then there was, like, this epic war for two years between – uh, seemingly Rivera and Turner about running the football that eventually Ron won and they come out of last year and they're like we have got to run the football more and then what did they do they hired Eric Bieniemy, the most pass happy offensive coordinator in the league and they kept building the roster all the while like they wanted to run the football I mean think back to last year Trey Turner and Andrew Norwell those guys not mobile not good pass protectors, big honking run blocking 330 pound guards. And that's what they did in Carolina. And this is not Carolina. The personnel doesn't match. And they draft Brian Robinson because they want to be a smash mouth football team. And they keep passing the ball. And so they keep every off season seemingly want to run the, run the ball and they get their personnel that matches that. Like Andrew Wiley as a run blocker this year has graded out very well. Andrew Wiley as a pass protector obviously leaves something to be desired. Same thing with the left side of the offensive line. Charles Leno's run block win rate is very, very high. His pass block win rate actually is not that bad, but he's had a bunch of high profile mistakes that have cost them sacks and, and whatever else. So you can't build a team one way and then operate it the other and expect it to work. And that's exactly what they've done offensively. And it is not surprising considering how bad Rivera has been in general with the roster building um, defensively too, right? You know, the William Jackson example being the prime one. Uh, as for the last thing on the offense. Number four. Uh, the drops, I mentioned this already. The drops were worse than I remembered. Um, and it definitely would have helped because there were some times earlier in the game where Sam was back there and like more in rhythm, some confidence, his body language looked good. He's ripping throws and they just, and they didn't get the conversions that they should have. The baits drop and maybe that ball was tipped in fairness to John, but like that's a big one over the middle that he makes a great throw on and it is dropped. Uh, and late in the second quarter, Curtis Samuel has a drop. Antonio Gibson had that that ball that I mentioned that he bobbled that should have been like a bigger gain, but he bobbles it. It's it's not the best throw, but it's an easily catchable ball that if he just catches it cleanly and turns up field, you get a nice little gain. Instead, he bobbles and barely catches it before rolling out of bounds for a gain of two. Not included on that is the interception. Um, that is a brutal throw from Howell. Just trying to do way too much across his body. He's got two guys in front of him, too, that are easy completions at any point that he's rolling out. Um, and instead, he throws the ball back across his body to Terry. And while, yes, Terry tips it up and makes it a fairly easy pick, if Terry doesn't get a hand on it, there's a defender right behind him that it hits him in the chest. And by the way, I, you know, I started to text Logan a little bit earlier, and I was like, am I crazy or did Sam have a better day than, than we remember? And then I kept watching and, and started to think a little bit more. I mean, he got so lucky on that ball that he throws up the sideline to Terry that that's not picked. That was a gift 
that one defender broke up from another. Both, either one of them could have very easily had a pick. There's plenty of other stuff. It's, uh, Sam Sam was not good yesterday. But his PFF grade came in at like a 50-something, which is higher than I was expecting. And so relative to what I felt coming out of the game, where I thought he might have graded out as like a 30, um, I guess it's better, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. That is for sure. Number five. The Cameron Cheeseman stuff. I just wrote Cheeseman in the rundown. Um, if you don't know, Cameron Cheeseman, the long snapper, has has been cut today. Uh, they've got a short list of replacements that they should have gone to in August. I did. I spent more time on Cheeseman than anyone else. At least I hope I did. If someone spent more time on him than me than the preseason, then God, God bless them. But I was just like, you don't have to do this. And yet... Ron Rivera, because they traded up for him and they drafted him and whatever, and they liked his velocity on his snaps, which is elite, they were like, ah, he'll work it out. He'll work it out. No, he wasn't. He didn't work it out. He's he's not good, not NFL caliber, not professional. And you know what I feel bad for? I feel bad for Cameron Cheeseman in a way because he's going to get a bunch of vitriol that if Ron had just does his, done his job, Cameron Cheeseman can move on with his life. And Cheeseman is has been stand-up. He's apparently a great dude, um, been professional, always stepped up and been like, hey, I'm accountable. Ask me whatever questions you want. I'll answer them. And the problem is he kept having to do it, and the coach didn't cut him to the point that after the game yesterday where he knew he was done, he's like, honestly, most places I wouldn't have, I wouldn't still be here. When he knows it, why, why is Ron the last guy to... Maybe he doesn't, not the last guy to know, but he's certainly the last guy to do anything about it. And that's just ridiculous for a long snapper. Again, all due respect to the position, all due respect to Cameron Cheeseman, but there's enough dudes out there that you didn't have to do this, and it damn near got Tressway hurt. Speaking of... Number six. There should have been a roughing penalty on that play. The, the snap is terrible. Tress pounces on it, and he's laying there on the ground, and the Rams dude just jumps on top of him and smashes him in the head. That was ridiculous to not get a penalty flag called. Um, and But the defense did a good job of holding after, so that's that's nice. Number seven. Um, the, the, the cap, the cherry on top of the Cameron Cheeseman debacle yesterday, and sl- which is really the Ron Rivera debacle, is the end of that game and just how terribly Ron and Eric Bieniemy, and to an extent Jacoby Brissett managed that um, to get down to the one yard line with almost five minutes to go. I think it was 440 on the clock and not score until underneath the two minute warning because you, your play calling is a nightmare. Your, uh, your clock management is worse. Your execution's not good enough. It's just a joke. It's, I mean, that's hard to do, to spend that much time at the one-inch line. And the fact, you know, they call the the QB sneak for from Brissett from, like, the one-yard line, he doesn't get in. They're now two inches away. One of those were, like, when the center resets the ball to snap it after it was laying flat on the ground, the tip of the ball is, like, over the goal line. They're that close. Brissett is that big. Just run it again. Instead, they go to shotgun at that point. What are we doing? And all the while, you're huddling. You're making substitutions. 
you're you're have no urgency. You're snapping the ball with five seconds or less on the play clock. What a joke that was. Concluding with number eight. Then you don't go for two. The easiest analytics supported decision that exists. Go for two when you're down 14. We just saw this work for Tennessee to win a game. And you do it on a day where your long snapper is shown the yips. And he has another low snap. You, you, you get the extra point blocked. What a disaster. That was also just perfectly poetic. Ugh. Last two things. Number nine. The defense actually did more than enough to win yesterday, especially with how they played in the first half. The offense gave them squad douche in terms of support and, in fact, gave them a couple of short fields. They forced turnovers. They, yes, Stafford started, what was it, like 10 for 10, 12 for 12. I remember hearing 9 for 9 at the very least in the broadcast at one point. Stafford was fantastic yesterday and accurate, and he makes quick decisions and gets the ball out, and that makes it easy to get completions. But they bent but didn't break, which is how this thing is designed. They weren't going to be good. It's this defense. They've been historically bad, but they were better. And I think Rivera, while he deserves blame for all this other stuff, deserves whatever credit you get for simplifying things. Uh, It'd be nice if BSJ and Cam Curl could figure out who was supposed to carry that wheel route up the sideline. But, hey, one coverage bust is better than four. Um, And, you know, they got some sacks yesterday. Like, they, they played better and had they had any support from the offense, they would have played well enough to win. Unfortunately, they didn't get that. But the one giant defensive mystery to wrap this thing up is... Number 10. Where the hell was Emmanuel Forbes yesterday? He played six snaps. This whole final quarter of the season is about developing and evaluating young guys. And the guy you took in the first round is on the bench for all but six snaps? Like... I know Kendall Fuller and BSJ are your starters, but wrote like if you could rotate Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul, you could rotate one of your corners in so that your first round pick gets more than six snaps. The only reason this is the last thing on the list is because he, I know he's coming off an injury. Maybe he wasn't quite ready. Maybe something in one of those earlier snaps uh, bothered him and he came out. Rivera didn't say anything today along those lines, but damn, man, that's... That's inexplicable with where they are in the season. Which, by the way, is inexplicable to be where they are in the season. That is first and 10 here on the Hoffman Show. When we get back, Logan and I had an extensive conversation about Sam Howell's day and the immediate aftermath of it last night. You'll hear it take command on a Monday next on the Hoffman Show.